Extra Time with Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe and Steve Hoversall. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome along. Uh, six minutes past five. It's extra time. We're here until six o'clock when all in the game will uh, take the reins. Lowy and Sangi are in the studio. In fact, Sangi's brought his, uh, his business pal, John. So there might be a new influence on the show. We never know. We'll, uh, we'll try and squeeze him in Definitely somewhere. A bit of a football knowledge. Lexicon of, uh, of football knowledge. This kid, the sage, they call him. He's like the shadow in the corner <laughs> of the room at the moment, isn't he's, he? He's making Sweet. you get your money's worth, isn't he? Great face for radio, John McKillop, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Great <laughs> face for radio. Might just ghost in in front of you and deliver some. <laughs> <laughs> Some general knowledge soon. Um, fresh off, uh, I was going to say Terrace Talk, but Saint and Snods at the weekend was Sangi. I think yeah. he absolutely loved himself on there. Loved it, always do. And uh, Who did you, you know, have on? You had Clem? We had Ray Clements, yeah. he was. Well, he was Lenny let down for a little bit because he didn't come on, did he? Go on, you pa- bash him publicly. No, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's le- do you know what, right? I said this at the end, Steve. What a truly nice fella. Yeah, he is. You know, you, you see... And, and this isn't a slant on the of the modern-day player. I just think it's it's the way the culture's gone. The fans are, are so far detached from the, the modern day player, where and you, and you know the sort of their attitudes and uh, a lot of the time, not all of them, but some of them, his attitude and the way he is, he's just a, a, a sincere fella. He's warm. He was funny, you know, j- just loves the game of football, and it was just an p- absolute pleasure to have him on. He was brilliant. And the reason you had him on was he, he was in the cop, Louis, <laughs> at the weekend. He watched was the he, game yeah? from the cop. I don't know why that was. Whether a pal gave him a ticket or something. It was. It was but... his mate said, "I've got a so, spare ticket. You've never sat there with your fans." And he said, "Do you know what?" Do. Yeah, yeah, f- and he fantastic. said the atmosphere was unbelievable. Well, he picked the right game for it, oh, and yeah. uh, oh. Lowy's going to have a look at redoing his watch because Lowy went to the game at Anfield at the weekend, but he turned up when Liverpool were leading four nil. How, how about that for bad timing, eh? <laughs> well. You said, didn't you? You went to the game, but you didn't... Oh, sorry, you've, no, you've got Steve, me. Oh. He's been working hard, hasn't <laughs> I tell you what, I've had a yeah, busy game. Oh. He <laughs> made his own game. I forgot he was even playing. <laughs> what sort of an on-air blunder is that? Oh. <laughs> no, that's something I do on Satan's. So what said, that's Sandy. why radio's great, isn't it? John, do you want to take the hot seat here? I'm, oh. <laughs> I might just well, leave. He's <laughs> gone all red, Steve, by so the way. So anyway, yeah. welcome to the show. It's yeah. Neil, Neil Sang with Steve Hoddersall <laughs> and, and Ryan Lowe this week. <laughs> it, it may as well, but yeah, he never plugs me on his Twitter. You know, when when Sangi does the Let's Have the Show tonight, oh, it's yeah. only of you two. Apparently, I'm, you know I, apparently I don't exist <laughs> well, in, in this you know show what? world. Right. So, well, he's through um, me because he's been here for the last few weeks. Well, yeah, I was going to say, oh, I'll have Michael oh. first, then you can have him after. He's had a bad start of the day, so we might as well carry on. Anyway, let's get on yeah, to yeah, it. Get on to you, it yeah, you were listening to us anyway, weren't you? No, well, I was saying to you before, I think you, you misunderstood, but I left my house a quarter one to get to Tranmere's <laughs> ground. <laughs> obviously not Liverpool, I had to game to the 10 myself. It was like every five minutes, I was like in the car, get you, get, oh, get, oh. <laughs> and by the time I got out of my car, it was 4 0. Obviously, which was, you know, people say, you know, what a great game up. But look, Liverpool finished that team off in 30 minutes. Yeah. All right, yeah, they went and got another one in the second half and they got a consolation penalty. But for me, that game was was all over after 30 minutes. Now, I mean, you were having a chat off here about um, tactics and whatnot and mm. different managers and all that. And Brendan Rodgers, for me, Got that tactically spot on. We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when he got one of the other games, the Everton, the Derby, tactically spot on and, and outdone Martinez, if you like. And people say, no, no, Martinez, the main man tactically. And yeah, possibly is. But you have to give Brendan Rodgers a bit of credit because the the way he went out against Arsenal, right, he was at home and you'd expect that. It was all guns blazing, mate. It was like the Red Arrows. Obviously, I watched the game later on at night when I got home. But for me, that, that does that gives you some sort of 
you've got to have a little bit about you to do that, Steve. Especially the way Arsenal have been playing of late. You know, all Ozil, everyone was in his face, Henderson straight away. You know, he took the ball off him at one stage mm. and was away. Mertesacker was <clears> terrified <throat> of, of Suarez, Sturridge, yeah. the midfielder. I, I looked on, on Twitter today. I, I, I like Jack Wiltshire, but he must have been he must have squared up to six or seven Liverpool players on that day. And you yeah, he was, he was on the verge, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. getting sent yeah, he off. Losing it, yeah. You know, and Stephen made a good tackle on him and left one in on him. And, but look, mate, the way if Liverpool can do anything like they've done there in the next uh, well, many games left, four, 12, 14? 14 games left. If Liverpool can perform anywhere like that in half of them games, then you're going to finish fourth no matter what. Uh, by the way, that's not Lowy's teeth falling out. For some reason, he thinks he can he can suck he's a licorice a... humbug while he's, uh, he's I've broadcasting. I've actually got a sore throat, <laughs> and believe it or not. I don't think anyone on the radio has ever done this before. Sangi has just pulled the soothers out, so I have actually got one in my mouth. All you can hear is click, click, Liverpool, click, click, Gerard. <laughs> um, let's read the I've front. got one in, but you won't hear it. <laughs> my, Honestly. My top of the, of the cops. Now, Stephen Gerrard stopped to, to do some interviews with us after the game in the rain. It was very nice of him. And um, some really interesting stuff came out. First of all, well, Brendan last week was said we're not title challengers. Stephen was saying, the boss says we're not title challengers, so we're not. <laughs> and he kept repeating this, and it was almost as if to say, I don't agree with him at all, what, yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. You know, I've got a, a couple of years left in my career. I want to be perceived as a title challenger, yeah. and this is a great opportunity. There's six points off the top of the league table, Sangi. Well, they are title challenges because Chelsea and Man City have got to come to Anfield as well. And all the other, you know, the sort of top six teams are all going to play each other between now and the end of the season. And there's going to be points lost there, Steve. There absolutely is. It's the closest one for ages. It's, the, you know, for, for anyone who's involved in the sort of top five or six teams, anyone who's fans of, it, of any of those sides, it's the most exciting for ages. Um, Liverpool are absolutely in it. And I, and I said this on uh, on Saint and Snods on Saturday, Steve. I said to the lads, I said, what would you want as a man, as a player? keep dropping that in, isn't it? No, we'll yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, sorry, I, I, I'm my Twitter at <laughs> Sangi48 and we need more followers no so um, I said to the lads would you rather as a player have a manager who's turning around and saying, saying listen we're title challengers I believe in this squad my players have been unbelievable you don't see how hard they work every day blah 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 or do you want someone saying no nah, we're not in it yeah, but is he saying that to the well, players, or is he not? Well, well who knows? This is what I'm saying. Is mind games, will it? Maybe, but here's the thing is, I don't think a, a manager would say to his players, or I don't think anyway that he would he would say, right, I'm going to play mind games. Right, sit down, lads. I'm going to play mind games with oh, the yeah. press. Um, I really believe in you, by the way. But I'll tell all Leonard. I'm not sure that happens. I just think they genuinely think, now we're not title challengers. And if he's playing kidology, he's playing it in his own mind. I said to the lads on Saturday, and they were like, don't know quite what I'd want. Uh, sitting on the fence with that. You know, Snod said he, I think he'd quite like to come a bit late, you know, have that sort of late challenge and whatever else. Saint was like, well, Shanks always believed in us. So they were sort of, in the end, were, were one, what you know, one was each sort of, you know, they had different opinions on it. But for me, Liverpool are right in it. And quite rightly so. I was reading one of the, um, one of the pundits on Sunday was saying, Liverpool are absolutely in it. And with a performance like that, what it also does is the far-reaching implications of it is, it, I'm not saying it scares teams, but it certainly gets, it certainly alters Chelsea and Manchester City's tactics when they come to Anfield prior to, to, to that game that's what it does whether it gives them a little bit more of a fear factor a little bit more respect whatever it may be it certainly alters their mindset coming to Anfield So Lowe you're in the dressing room and uh, you're in the paper and Ronnie Moore's uh, playing the kidology and he's saying we can't win the league um, does I, that actually make you work harder or do you actually go well, why I, is the I, manager saying that I think I think I think it's the opposite. I think Brendan Rodgers will probably be saying to the players, listen, this is a year for us. We will take it game by game, but I'm going to play it down. 
And I, I generally believe that's what he's doing. You know, Mourinho done it last week at Man City. He said, we've come here to put 10 men behind the ball. I'm, I'm not lying. Did he? No, he never. So sometimes, you know, you see these little things on the sky now where... I don't agree with, by the way, you know, Martinez was on the other day... Um, Tottenham saying, oh, you know, we've gone for this formation. Well, well why disclose that? What you're going to do and how your tactics are? Mm. You're disclosing it. You're not doing anyone a favour apart from Tottenham, by the way, because they know they have the monitors in the room and the tellies and everything else with them. So, you know, you're you're sitting in there as a manager, you're going, yeah, listen to how he's going to play. It, it, all right, for viewers, yeah, it's all good, but for me as a manager, you know, we should know better than that not to do things like that. Now, I think Brendan Rodgers going back to Liverpool, I think he's playing his cards right and I think he's doing everything spot on. I think, yeah, he may be seeing the title and thinking, well, you know, it's a great chance, but then he probably looks back and thinks, well, you know, West Brom won 1-1 and Hull couldn't beat Hull. So you think to yourself, they're the games you've dropped. So realistically, if Liverpool have won them type of games and the 2-2s at Anfield against Aston Villa, you know, you could be sitting top of the league now. Because everyone can beat everyone. For me, I just think it's about Liverpool as, as getting as far away as possible from Everton and Tottenham and Manchester United. Because for me, you're like people saying United's written off the art, but they're going to come good sooner or later. So I generally believe Liverpool can finish in the top four. It's been his aim. That's what he wanted to do. Anything above, that's a big bonus. Now, you come with five games to go and you've got to play these big teams. Then yeah, you can look at it and think, well, do you know what? I don't know what the games are, but whether it's three games at home or three away and two away, two at home, whatever it may be, you can look at it then and say, well, do you know what, boys? There you go. Go on, go and win yourself the title. But for me, for now, I think Liverpool just sitting comfortable in a nice position. And, and I generally believe he's not getting too carried away, but deep down, then players will know, and he'll know, and his coaching staff will know, six points off the top here, Gaffer. You know, can we push on? You know, you've seen the likes of what, what Stephen said to you the other day, you know, he's laughed, well, the Gaffer said, we, you know, we can only finish fourth then. That to me, and, and, it's, and now I haven't spoke to him about it at all, mm. you know, whether he can do it or whether he's not. That to me is... Oh, he, he said it in pure contradiction. Well, there he, you go. He, he said it so, as if to say we can win. And I think that group of players and that squad around there generally believe they can push on up there. But, if they only finish fourth, they've done the job. So I generally believe what he's saying and what he's doing is spot on. And I th- to echo what Lois says there, I agree with that because I'll tell you why. If if Liverpool's management and ownership thought they were they had a, a good enough squad now um, to to secure fourth, they don't really invest in January. If they honestly thought that they could push on and other teams around and about them would have dropped points and they had a realistic chance of winning the title. I think they have, by the way. I'm just saying I think the management and the, and the hierarchy, the ownership, have turned around and thought, I'm not sure we can win it. We've got enough to finish fourth, minimum, but I'm not sure we can win it. So therefore, why invest? I think if they were a little bit close to the top, if they were within two or three points, and that that draw at West Brom <laughs> yeah, and is a villa. little bit of a killer. <laughs> if the you've won game, them games and you sit in joint top or second, then yeah. Guess what? There's a big investment because when you win that Premier League, you took the money that flows in is just ridiculous as well as, as going straight into the into the, the league stage of the Champions League. So I think they've thought fourth Anything else, as Lois just said, is a bonus. Mm. What, what, what about experience coming into all this? That the manager has no experience of being this high up the league table, indeed yeah. challenging for a Premier League title. But then the average age of his squad, squad is 26 years old. That's two years younger than Chelsea. Right. Now, you've got your Raheem Sterlings. They're fearless, aren't they? For Philip Coutinho, who's just wonderful talents. When it comes down to the brass tacks, the nuts and bolts at the end, does it matter that they haven't got oh. a, a series of Lampards, Ashley Coles, blah? And I'm, I'm putting Chelsea there as the example because I, oh, I look well, at Chelsea you, and think they'll win it yeah, well you look yeah. at them two players you've just named Torres won the Premier League mm-hmm. Gerrard's won the Champions League F, numerous oh, yeah, they've got, you've got one, so you, one or two yeah, haven't you've they got, you've got your experience there but I don't think you I don't think you'll need that type of experience 
I don't think you don't, do you not think that's why Mourinho does so well? well the experience yeah, look, of, of look, doing it on a I repeated think, occasion. Yeah, I think Mourinho's a different a different breed, isn't he? And and Brendan Rodgers is probably looks at him as his icon if you like and thinks, well, you know, he's learnt a lot off him and the way he goes about things, but your experiences, you know, your Torres and your Gerrards that are in your team at this moment in time, you look at all them youngsters behind, are fearless, if you like. Suarez has got a bit of experience in him now. Sturridge has been around the block a long time. So I generally believe that these players are just going out to win as many games as they possibly can. And deep down, they'll have a plan. Definitely have a plan in around that But is the difference from being experienced at that level, but experienced in actually winning it? Do, do you know, actually, well, getting yourself yeah. over the line well, is different right, than being well, a great player yeah. who perhaps yeah. has never done that. I know, I know what you're saying in experience, and you're looking. You're probably looking at the likes of John Terry's and the Lampards of this world, because they have won it and they've been experienced going into some of the United players when the Nevilles were there and the Butts and the Skulls. The Ferdinand, they had that little bit of nouns to get over the line. Well, Liverpool, arguably, are not looking to go and win the champion the championship at this moment in time. Their main aim is to get to fourth. They're there already at fourth, so maintaining that, which I think they possibly can. Anything else on top of that's a bonus. Now, I'd rather have a little bit, a bit of fearless, if you like, going into these games, going, well, look, do you know what? We've consolidated fourth, so, I don't know, four or five games to go and you've got that many points on the board. We're easy finishing fourth, no problem. Let's have another go at it. I don't think there'd be any sort of... It's the way I'm looking for, you know, negativity around the place, saying, oh, we can't do it. But they're still going to try. They're still going to work as ever, ever so hard to try and get these points on the board, and I think that could be a good thing for, for, for Liverpool. It's interesting. We'll talk Everton uh, in a little while. Just talk about uh, strength of depth of squads because I think Everton are suffering perhaps without a goal scorer at the moment. That was shown at, at Spurs. Uh, Tramrey as well coming up on the show. Some of your thoughts uh, on the text. Dave Jones says uh, City, Chelsea and Newcastle at home. Norwich and Crystal Palace away the last uh, five games. Surely they're all winnable. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Robbie O'Hare who was, uh, who was telling me yesterday uh, that I look like a certain oh, new yeah. manager in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, Gary, Gary Monk. Monk. You don't see that, do you? <laughs> you've, got, you've got a little bit in you. Uh, what do you think? Um, what do you think, lads, about Bellamy getting charged by the FA and not Yaya yeah. Torre? Is that breaking news? Two, in the last... got a... Goodness me, that's, that's interesting stuff. Um, and Guinea says, uh, what have we got here? Fulham attackers will smash them if they sit. We'll have to break them down. It goes on to say, uh, oh, can you play the commentary again? Uh, from the goals. We'll do that in a moment or two. It's extra time. We're having a short break. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. This is Steve Gerrard's territory with the way the wind's swirling. This Three really will make a point if they can... But we spoke perhaps about how he's better not taking them, but let's see what he can do with it. Takes this one, Skirtle! Oh, he's got two! It's double for Martin Skirtle! Henderson starts the attack, Ozil's left on the floor, Suarez is wide right, Henderson's ready into him, it's a point! There's a ball over the top, it's brought down by Sterling, Sterling in on goal, Arsenal are on the ropes, Sterling two chances! (laughs) And Arsenal, if this was a boxing match, it would have been stopped, they're punch drunk by now! Uh, He was a happy chap. (laughs) (laughs) You know you watched He had a good night although, didn't he? 
no voice. He's going to get him a soother back. His throat will be killing him. Those Sky oh, Sports fan it. zones where they just watch yeah, you put a yeah, camera yeah. on someone going absolutely yeah, ballistic. Was he jumping on you? Well, he's, he's always sticking in you. He's always I've walloping got, you with his elbow. I have got to say this. I'm not blowing any smoke up the fella's backside, but Steve, I've got to say... Commentary's top draw. Oh, I have to. No, I have to you. say it. Listen, bit of bit of respect there. When I listen, every time you're on, I have to say it, I've got to stick it on because you. I'm like, yes, the fella knows what he's on about and the excitement. And Aldo, class, isn't he? Bless you. He's only saying that because he didn't include me on his tweet. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I'm only being honest. I will tell you who else was really he's good. Up to you, Alan Toby Gillis. <laughs> Toby Gillis at TalkSport now. Toby Gillis is really good at commentary. Great commentators. Uh, I've done one with Toby somewhere. before, yeah. Oh, look, you see, Lowy's been on the commentary Lowy's scene. Lowy's like the co-commentator, We've had isn't Sangy he, yeah? doing Saint and Snods, Lowy doing commentary. I've never had a co-commentary shout like, I don't know why. No, like, well, I don't think one's Because you're at a, what's you <laughs> call yourself? I'm a Rue, aren't I? A Rue, yeah. Rue, what could yeah. you put him on? Oh, what, no. what Just get me on both then, innit? Runcorn. Darby. <laughs> Darby. Yeah. Put in the middle. Get me on there, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Everton and currently after that 1-0 defeat at Spurs. 45 points, which means they're two points off Tottenham and five off Liverpool. It's a strange time of the season to be dropping points, particularly when all the other teams seem so intent on not making those slip-ups, Louie. Definitely, and as Sangi said before, you know, I didn't watch the Evan game, but, you know, a mate of mine was saying they created a lot of chances and he should have scored and, and, you know, arguably they possibly should have got a penalty in the 90th minute or whenever it was, but we've been saying for ages, haven't we, they, they need a natural goal scorer and I was saying on the show a couple of weeks ago about that Ings for, uh, for Burnley. Yeah, Honestly, I, I I don't know why they... Uh, well... I do know because they either haven't got the money to buy to buy him, or they don't rate him one or the other. Because there's been a few clubs in for him, but he hasn't gone, and Burnley mm. saying he's not going nowhere. They want to keep him to try and get the Premier League himself, which is fair enough. But he's the type of player Everton need. He gets in behind defenders. He plays on the shoulder. He can face someone up and get at him. You know the goals he scored. You see it year after year, don't you? Top Championship players who score goals are getting moved to the Premier League and doing it and performing and scoring goals. You know, he's another one, he's next up in line, whether he, you know, with all due respect, whether he goes to someone bigger, then, you know, we'll wait and see in the summer, but I think definitely that's what they're missing out on, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a thingy, though, it's, you know, to not directly replace Jelovic, who's a box player, isn't he, just a finisher, he doesn't give you anything really outside the box. You need a sniffer, though, don't you? You need a sniffer. I mean, they're hard to to buy, but they're the players who'll... Will grab you the most goals. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, Everton brought in Traore, who's six foot forty-two, but he and can't. He can't head the ball, can he? Or not can't head the ball. He's admitted yeah. he's not a great header he's, of the yeah, ball. Yeah, that's. He's not one of them. He'll sort of pull out yeah. back stick and try and edit. Yeah, he's trying to get it into his feet. He's six, six foot eight. eight. <laughs> yeah. What have they got him for then? He's got good, uh, good, good control of the ball, play. presumably. Yeah, but like a Lukaku, yeah, but maybe. See, well, that, that's what Evan don't need, that. Well, that's what I'm saying. See, here's the thing is, when you've got the likes of Morales, you, you sign McGeady, you've got the, the cleverness of an Osman, who'll dink things over the top, who'll slide little balls into somebody, like a lower, you'll sit on a shoulder, you'll zip in behind somebody, get a little one-on-one. Somebody, if you've got a Morales on a break, or a McGeady mm. again, they're flashing things across the box. You want that somebody in there, yeah. who'll get in front of defenders, just get between Definitely. the odd two and just and tap a few in. Uh, so not to directly replace him was a little bit of a shock for me, and I, and I think they just got caught a little bit short yesterday. You know, Naismith is, uh, you know, is, I'm not, I don't think he's a top player, but I think he's a good Premier League player. He's versatile. He's yeah. he's a great lad, great attitude. He'll always do you the job. He's is that great, Naismith? Yeah, he's great value for money. You know, he's not a 60 to 80 grand a week player, and he hasn't cost you 15 million quid. So so he's he's value, and he's got a he's got a purpose in the squad, but. 
then you're looking at the likes of Aussie, PNR, and again by by their own admission, they're not they're not the quickest players in the world. Yeah. So you need for me, you need that little bit of pace, somebody on the shoulder, somebody there who's gonna who's gonna be a bit different. Now whether you start them or not, a player like that. You, you have somebody like that in the squad of that ilk so you can go to plan B so you can have a little bit of something different coming off the bench if you need it or even starting with something how many, different. How many years have it been now Evan have been like, crying out for a goal score like that? Yelovich come in here and yeah. he set the world alight and all the Evertonians were saying you know, a second touch is a celebration and yeah, it was at one stage but... Yeah. You know, he, he obviously he moved on for, for, for big money really for Everton mm. and for for uh, for Hull, but... Deal. You know, they ain't replaced them. I'm trying so. to think of the succession of uh, of strikers around. Well, I don't know, going from you know Walter got, Smith to David Moyes. You know what's just sprung to mind then? Achibi's gone, and he's sold against sprung to mind then why Everton maybe not wanting to buy a player from the Championship? And Jermaine Beckford. Yeah, come, absolutely. Paid big money. Well, biggish money. Well, they got him for free, didn't he? Beckford was a free. Beckford was free yeah. and paid them. You know, they'll pay them a, a, enough money, but... Bent was there as well, wasn't he? It didn't really work out. Marcus Bent. Marcus Bent was there as well. Yeah, so, you know, come from... And, and maybe they're looking at, well, it hasn't really worked as such for that, but your goal scorers now, you, you, you need to be getting them in, especially Everton. If they want to finish in the top four, they need a goal scorer. They can't get them now. So, you know, arguably next season, maybe he's got... You know, scouts and whatever out there looking for these type of goal scorers. But, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to go and pay, I don't know, seven, eight million pounds for someone who's banged loads of goals in the Championship because, you know, I think proven goal scorers are worth the weight in gold. I, I think um, you know, you're right about what you say. If you look over the last 10 years, look, I haven't got the full list and people, I'm sure, will, will tell me on Twitter, but I can only think of Wayne Rooney as, as the actual top-class bit of cream there. But the likes of Joe Maxmore, Bent, Thomas Radzinski... And he should be, yeah. and there was and, and, Andy Johnson. Yeah, a lot of players of a, of a similar sort of ilk. Is it? Is that right? But it, it shows how hard it is. Well, the last for such a massive club to, in, to well, attract yeah. that that player that makes the entire difference. Hundred well, percent. That's a fortune, yeah. isn't it? For a player to make a difference to Everton, hold you know on, on his own, basically, would be a, a stupid amount of money, wouldn't he? But you, you know, and, and you know what? In the game, but that's what all clubs cry out for and hope they can breed, isn't it? They're the hardest ones to find and breed. Those Steve, aren't they? Those. You, I mean, I. I get that, asked that question all the time. You know, I'll ring managers and say, what are we in the market for this week, then, boss? And they'll go, you haven't got a, a striker, 25 goals a season, on a free for 500 quid a week, have you, Sangi? I'll go, nope. You know, and, and that's and every single person wants that, and it just shows you how valuable it was. But to, for me, here's the point, is from, from yesterday. I wanted to see Traore. It was a perfect chance to start him, but they started Naismith up front. Was he not fit? No idea. No idea whether he's coming back from a niggle. But yeah, I, I don't know. But I would have thought if you're on the bench, as come on and, and do half an hour, why not start? Yeah. And if you and if you if you're last thinking, well, yeah, you might last sixty minutes, but you know what? The kid might last ninety. The kid might do enough. In, I mean, look at Liverpool. Liverpool on Saturday the, in twenty minutes, the game's over. Traore might have been that that yeah. that unplayable in the first half that his job's done. It might have been three. Who knows? It was just a shame for me that I didn't get to see him play because I was I was looking forward to seeing what what he was brought in for and what his real core qualities were. So I don't know. Maybe they missed the trick there. I think Tram. Uh, Tram. I think Everton are a better team than Spurs, or a better all round team. But actually, in Adebayor, a player who did virtually nothing for the go, entire that's what game, for. he's the one player. One moment. That's that's one all moment. he did in the that's game, all, isn't that's it? That's all you need. You look at last Everton's last natural goal scorer, Fox in the box. Who was it? Franny. Franny Jeffers. They, they haven't really replaced him. 
not saying, you know, it's been a while now, but that type of player, that's what you need. Someone who's going to work in between the two sticks. Anywhere he is, he's not going to come outside and start linking up with the wingers. He's just going to stay in around a six-yard six box, 18-yard box, in between the two posts. That's where you get your goals. There's players, you know, I believe Naismith got booed off or clapped off the other day. For, you know, that, that to me is not, no good, really. Was he that really getting booed off? Were they not welcoming Dale Lefeu on as opposed to... Yeah, you could read well, it like may, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May, maybe so. <laughs> You know, maybe so in a different way, but I don't know. Whatever, whatever they're going to sing mm. or what not. But he's won them. He's won them some vital points. He scored some vital goals for them, and yeah, you know, I don't know what position he played, but he, he is a natural goal scorer. He is their sort of fox in the box, and he's always sniffing. He's always around. But they haven't replaced someone like Sir Franny Jeffers. Wayne Rooney. He was a bit different. He was more of a come and get it on the edge of the box, and you know, the goal he scored against Arsenal that sort of made him mm. one of many. But you know, he was more of coming out and linking up and playing with his. Your natural goal scorers in the box, they haven't had one for that long now. Is that something? I don't know. Fr- Franny's a really good guy, isn't he? And I, w- I just wonder how good he would have been if he'd stayed at Everton. Yeah, but and, yeah. and interesting now. Well, he was good when he was there, he was top class, but then you can't. You know, no, but sometimes the, your ambition pushes you to something yeah. else, but actually, is, is it the wrong move? And actually, this morning, I, I went and interviewed Leighton Bain, to another top-class lad, and I asked him about his contract, and he said it was a dead-easy decision. I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure he was just <laughs> bl- bluffing me all the way. But, you know, he was just saying he was he was really happy, glad to put it all behind him, and, you know, the um, the ambition with Everton was there. But I just wonder how good Franny could have been, because he was at that stage, wasn't he, you thought? Well, he's, he's unbeatable for Everton at the moment. Yeah, he was, well, he, he was and, you know, you can't... You know, Sandy will say otherwise, but he's not going to turn around and say, you know, you're, you're staying. He, obviously, the deal what Franny Jeffers got at Arsenal was was phenomenal. He went mm. on and won the Premier League, or I, albeit he might not have played that many games, but that's what everyone dreams of. And yeah, he was a boyhood Evertonian, and that's what strikers get bored for. They get bored for them type of reasons so to go and win Premier Leagues. You know, going going on Everton's performances of late, where you know they're doing everything right, they're keeping the ball, possession doesn't win your games, stats don't win your games. You know, you look at Man United, goals win your games, and you know, only for that little bit of cleverness from um, the fullback Kyle Walker pinging a ball in, and then young Seamus Coleman got the wrong side of Adebayor, or probably got strengthened off by him because yeah. he's a beat. He, Great touch by Adebayor to yeah. shift it as well. And and there you go, and that's what you probably play your, your strikers top top whack for. If you had to pick out a couple of players that were going to be influential if Everton are to maybe catch Spurs or even Liverpool and you know make that charge, uh, are we talking Dale Lefeu getting back to full yeah. form? He's just come back into the squad. Morales, uh, perhaps not an out and out scorer, but definitely extremely he's, influential. He's a, to- he's a top top play we were talking off here before you know if he keeps performing the way he is then someone's going to come crawling for him because you know he's like most of the players now especially the foreigners I always feel the foreigners don't really they'll just pick themselves up and go they'll move oh, out they'll take the family yeah. bang they're gone you give someone an extra 20 grand a week that, that means anyone any footballer the phone call they're up on the next play in Arvia so you know, he's going to want to try and play Champions League football. He's been one of the best players in the Premier League so far this season, Morales, for me. Mm, incredible, and me, isn't he? he? And me. And I think they've got one of the best attacking fullbacks in Seamus Coleman. Seamus I've Coleman, just become yeah. a massive fan of him. And I know he's, he's got a great attitude. I mean, my kids see him around Egbert a few times in the in the shop, sweet shop, as it happens. <laughs> and they say he holds the door open for him. He says, hi, lads, how you doing? He's just a really great kid. And you want to see people like that go on. And they're the type of lads, and I know he signed a new contract, but they're the type of lads you want to nail on for a long, long yeah. time. Because he 
he'll have a little bit. It, it, I'm not saying every, any player is ever beholden to a football club, but but ever, if any player is, it'd be a shame as Coleman because they gave him his chance in the big time, and he's you know I, I think it'd be very very tough to pry somebody like him away unless it was a monstrous hitter. Um, so they've got some real talent. The worry for me, Steve, is this. Tottenham have had all these players. They sold Gareth Bale for, for mega money. They go and invest £100 million in six or seven supposed world-class players. And, and and we all know in football, it takes time to gel. The worry is now, Everton are starting to lose the odd game that you'd fancy them to win. Whereas Tottenham are now picking up points under Sherwood. It's, it's, a, new, it's a new sort of regime. It's new ideas. Yeah. It's a new vibe around the place. And all of a sudden, their players are now six or seven months into a season and are starting to gel. I just hope if Everton are going to arrest it, they do it very, very quickly and get back on track. And if they can just maybe nick a win and, and Tottenham lose one and they leapfrog them again, I just think they need to grab that, that sort of momentum, stick with it and really, really push on towards the end of the season. Oh, right. Uh, 5.39. Uh, Seamus Coleman, has he got a sweet tooth, has he? He must have, because the, the kids say they see him in the sweet shop on egg. Cola cubes. Like, I've no idea. All footballers that <laughs> I ever come yeah, across, they're all obsessed by sweets. Sure. Oh, no, he's exactly the same. It's, it's sugar. What's your sweet? I, I sugar just, rushes. Uh, anything, really. Any wine, gums, fruit Max particles, Powers of fruit salad. Fruit salad, Max yeah. Power. Get in well, the car with Neil Mellor going anywhere and there's always like a bag of mini eggs. Yeah. Just for starters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mini eggs. I remember my first ah. show I'd done in here and, and Peter McDowell was doing it and I come in. I think it was a Friday night song with uh, John Dean and... Yeah. And... Stewie Barlow. Stewie. Stewie used to do it. I used to come in and there was sweets everywhere and a few times I'd done it. I had to bring a few sweets and that, you know what I mean? Stewie Barlow brought the whole fridge and the cupboards and everything. He had all kinds in here. That was a two-hour show. Show, and he's it? a rake thin, isn't he? Oh, Stewie yeah, Barlow. Metabolism yeah. like you'd never believe. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, a couple of thoughts on Twitter. Uh, James Klusky. Dale LeFay was cheered on after injury. Uh, Naismith put in a great shift. A race as I watched the Everton game. <laughs> Didn't hear Naismith being booed off. He got a round of applause. So wind your neck in low, like. um, No, Antagonising the Evertonians no, again, son. No, I'm not. I'm not. Graceful, like. It was actually the Evertonians that told me he got clapped. He, he got clapped <laughs> no, I, I, pitch, actually, so. I actually heard the same as Lowy, but I, you know, I didn't see that bit. Uh, Peter says, you may as well call your Monday night show the Anfield Rap. Oh, Mark two. Shocking LFC bias. Uh, despite Liverpool beating the, the league leaders 5-1, we, couldn't, we, we weren't allowed to lead on that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Pete, if, if Everton go and grab a fourth place, we'll do a whole hour on Everton, you know, turn it in. Look, it's all, it's all about being fair. <laughs> Liverpool just, have thrown in probably the greatest... Just after a bit of publicity, you've no, just given thrown in the greatest... They're all mentioning me name. The best half hour of Premier League football probably ever. And <laughs> he's having a moan there. Come on. Uh, all in the game is here in 20 minutes. Um, they won't be balanced because Neil Atkinson will be all over it. It's 5.41. We're going to have a short break. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. Oh, we're slightly behind time uh, today because the lads uh, wouldn't shut up. So 5.46. Uh, Neil Sang, top agent. And Ryan Lowe, Tram is... Uh, what, are we on 16 goals, are we? 16, 16? Yeah. On the drought again, aren't uh, we? It says, game, game here, goal. it says in here, 15... Does it work? League goals. Oh, yeah, there's one FA Cup in there. Well, it's all right. All goals count, From from a striker's point of view, do you just love Is it always the higher number that you say when you're asked how many you've scored? Well, what am I going to say? Don't be be including training, Lowy. Do you you categorise them? If I'd never met you before, you said how many goals have you scored? scored, If I'd have scored four goals in the Johnson's paint or whatever, I'd I'd have said 20. You'd have lumped them in? Of course, you'd have lumped them in. Every goal counts. Johnson's paintwork. Soccer database, you check it out, every goal's on there. Uh, well, how many career goals have you got now? 100 and s- about 182 now. Well, that's not, and the best goal was? 
Well, there's, there's a few in there, isn't there? I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the few. Oh, what? Loves you. <laughs> what a oh, question someone, that was. Sangi, someone. Right, someone well, we'll just sit me. back here because this will be the rest of the show. Oh, <laughs> someone tweeted me a goal I scored for Chester against Darlington. At, at their old ground. Was it was their old ground. The big stadium. Do you remember the stadium? Yeah. I know it was. Anyway, when it, wherever it was. And I had it on, on, on the Twitter. And I had, do you know what? It was a screamer. And I, they're, see, they're the ones you just forget about. Sometimes you know what I mean? You think, them, yeah. yeah. But there's obviously loads in there. You just gotta. I, I possibly couldn't. I've been trying to get them all together, you know, for my little lad, for when he. Well, even now he's, he's asking the DVD, can see yeah. the goals and that. But, you know, for when he's older and the things to, to show them and say, look, you know, they're the type of finish, what you can do, or this way you should be, or that's what you should do. So I'm trying to round them all up. And my mate at Shrewsbury, Ian Witts, he's letting me down because there's about 45 goals I need from him up there. 45? Goodness. That was in five <laughs> years, though. <laughs> Before we crack on, Steve, I want the Dodster. Peter Dodd at oh, Dodds the 78. <laughs> the tweet us in, right, what he wants us to talk about on Everton, because I told you that. The I'm name a... and address will come yeah, up for you. Listen, come on. We, 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 we love the banter on here, so get on there. Give us, a, give us your tweet about what you want us to talk about about Everton, and me and the lads will have a little conflab about your points, and we'll go on. We've got to be fair to the listeners, Steve. There's no show without them great listeners, you <laughs> know what I mean? So, Dodds the... Tweet in, son. Peter, you've, you've lit a little fire under Sangi, and it's burning away. I love it. Me and Louie aren't bothered, but... but I aim to please, so get on it and we'll talk about it. I can't remember at the beginning <laughs> of the season what we said uh, in terms of who'd win the league. Although... I said Man City. Did you? I think yeah. I said Man City as well, but Lowy and Sissy said Chelsea. Right, nah, before we, we came need to in dig the, that in out. Uh, do you know what? I think I did because I think because Mourinho coming back. He said Everton. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> what, ladies. What on earth has happened with this <laughs> this implosion at Manchester United? Did you did you watch the game yesterday and the the late Fulham equaliser? Sorry, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. symptomatic of United's season, isn't it? Just you know, Alex Ferguson had them unbelievably well organised. I don't know when you've got when you sign great players, you don't really need to. For me, I don't think you need to be a tactical genius. I think great players go out and play and they adapt. The game of football's dynamic, you've got to adapt to what's happening on, on the pitch at any given moment but I just feel like the, the, the current crop of players no, you can't think for themselves. It's the player players not the manager, no, you're I saying? So. I think so, I think mean, so. We always say it comes from the top, the motivation and, and the ethic and, and, and the style of play and whatever else but I just think, you look at the amount of cross they had, it's something like a, a world record 81 crosses yeah, in the game. I've seen a few of them this morning Chances and, and yes, yeah, yeah but again, quality of crosses wasn't good enough yeah. but you know what's the worst for me? And and I think this does come from players. It might partly come from the manager, but I think it certainly comes from players. The lack of endeavour and the lack of will and the lack of resilience is frightening at the moment with that Man United team. And the only one for me that stands out is Wayne Rooney. I mean, there was a there was a part in the game where Keira Richardson broke. He squared it and Rooney, you see him from a different camera angle, he sprints 50, 60 yards and makes a block on, 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 a, on a pass to Holpe. And I'm thinking... Some of you need to get a little bit of his heart, and that's yeah. what makes. But but again, that's what makes him a world class player. And loads of them others are just going to be Premier League players. I haven't seen Michael Carrick perform for under David Moyes as yet. Mm, that's interesting. And he got a load of rave reviews last season, didn't he? Yeah, rave. I, and in fact, I think he. Made I, the you PFA know what? I think he's a. F- you, you loads of people. Are, I get look, how many teams have an unsung hero. You might yeah. argue it's Lucas Leiva. Yeah. You might argue it's a Gareth Barry or a McCarthy at Everton. You, you'd certainly argue it was a Michael Carrick at Man yeah, United. Definitely. But you know, next time they play, watch him. How many times he makes a forward pass? How many times he makes the right well, decision? To he's a, different class. I, I listened to an, a good interview. I think it was with Rennie Mullenstein about. Carrick, um, and he was saying that when Scholes retired, he was saying to him, "Look, you need to pass the ball a bit more forward." 
yeah. and he said since they told him that he started passing the ball forward and was doing you know very well and creating chances yeah. goal scoring opportunities but all of a sudden under David Moyes I think he's he's stumbled a little bit now mm. maybe that might be the, the Fergie factor where he's like you know and I listened to a good quote off Jags yesterday on one of the interviews he'd done about Moyes weren't really a good talker where Martinez would talk you to sleep if in a, in a nice way <laughs> yeah. he was saying you know obviously yeah, you don't the game. Look to, to gaffer yes or no answer and he'd be there for 20-30 minutes whereas Moyes weren't and that surprised me that so maybe some of them players there are not getting motivated as, as much as they did under Alex Ferguson. Football's all cycles, isn't it? And you know, Manchester United perhaps not reached the end of their cycle, but it's it's certainly not their moment. Cer- certainly this, a period this point of concern, in time, Steve, is it? isn't it for them? Well, it is for a business that size. And I just thought the way they conceded that goal to make it two-two, and Darren Bent, who almost looked like he was going to fall on the floor <laughs> when it when he headed that ball in, it was just the absolute pit for them, was it? Let's let's yeah. talk about Tramir for the final few minutes uh, of the show. Um, he came in with a with a bit of a, a moan on his face. Did Lowy because yeah. they'd lost, but that's that's understandable. But he's here. But you know he's, he's here. here, and he's cheered up throughout the hour. Yes, and uh, and actually, I looked at the league table and I thought that there's just still plenty for you to play for there, yeah, Lowy. Of course, yeah, there is, Steve. But you don't want to be getting down to these games where. <laughs> you laugh at it's someone on oh, the, 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 the Dodsters replied to him caught myself a big fish there great ah, show lads done you, he got kippered in the face oh, by the, the second half like of the, that, the Everton that, yeah. that wasn't biting me I was just like Dodster we welcome all into this family good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> go on oh, I love it yeah and, but you know your home games we've been saying for weeks now Steve it's vital that yeah you know, you win them and, you know, all right, we probably wouldn't have won the game against Preston, but we possibly could have took a draw and, you know, maybe if not later on, if we'd have kept it at 1-1, sneaked a, you know, a late winner. But I think as the, as the games are falling out, I think we've got 16 games to go. You, you, you need to start picking up the points, whether it's a point or three points, we need to start doing... I generally believe we need five or six wins as quick as possible because, obviously, you look at likes of Crawley and I think they've got five games in hand. Now, I was in a position like that with Shrewsbury years ago. I think we had six or seven and we end up getting relegated. I'm not saying they're going to get relegated, Crawley, but that's a, a mountain of games that to, to make up for. So we've just got to stay where we... Well, when I say stay where we are, try and move on from where we are. You know, we win Saturday, which is a big game against Bristol City. I think, I think it takes us to 15th. But we need to get up to 50-odd points as quick, quick as we possibly can. And to be fair, Preston the other day, we done well. And, you know, when I say a silly mistake, we you know, we were on attack, give the ball away, and they've gone down 60 yards down the other end of the pitch and, and scored. Which you think to yourself, you know, that them type of goals can be avoided. And the gaffer stresses that to us all as a team and as a unit and as togetherness that, you know, we can't be doing that. So we've got to cut little individual things out like that to, 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 to climb up the table for me. Does it feel like as a player you've used a lot of players within your first 11 this season I think from the outside and we talk yeah. with, with you each week it seems like there's been lots of new faces going has, in yeah. and out and has that well, in, in any way been tougher is that just generally life in League One well, so it is generally life in League One and as Sangi will tell you that you know mm. managers ringing them left right and centre for this type of player that type of player you know you're saying managers ring them all the time for goal scorers and you know for, for certain amount of money and I think it's the way the budgets are now down the lower leagues Um you know they're not that great because you you know the fans you don't get no fans we played uh, Rotherham a couple of weeks ago in the derby at home I think it was only 4,000 there obviously because of the derby the Merseyside derby so Liverpool and Everton fans couldn't get there but the budgets nowadays are different you know you see we've had young lads in on loan from Premier League clubs we had Peterson from Liverpool we've got two kids now from Everton so they're not you know with all due respect what their wages are at the, at the 
parent clubs, it, you know, we won't be sort of giving them the lot. You know, they'd be, we'd be doing them a favour and them doing us a favour because they're getting minutes and experience. But that's just the way it is. And, you know, we've had a bit of... Un- been a bit unlucky at the start of the season. You know, we had young lads in on loan getting sent off and a summer ball come as well. He's a right back. He got injured in the first game and then he went back. And So we've had players come and go. You know, Atkinson, who come in from... Huddersfield starts off like house on fire, faded a little bit, and then he's gone back to Huddersfield now at Bradford. So, yeah, we have had a, a turnover of different type of players, but the one thing is that the players that come into the ground, there's no, like, settling in periods, because they're settled in straight away. The lads we've got at our place are, you know, great lads, great bunch right throughout the club, and, you know, the, the welcomes in straight away. So I don't think that's bit of a, a bit of a factor. I think it's just a case of sometimes maybe lack of quality, lack of decision making, you know, and lack of know how, how to play these League One games, you know what I mean, Steve? So you know, but look, that's up to us to to, to start performing on the pitch and getting a good base to, to, to climb us off the table. I think as well for okay. me, you know, when you've got loads of loan players, here's the thing I think managers need to think about a bit more is who is it? Big Dave Downey. Mr. Downey, yeah. You'll have a right cob on him. Thing, on. Managers need to think about you bring a player in on loan. Let's just pick let's just pick a centre forward, Lowe's sitting here. So let's just pick a centre forward. He brings him in on loan. There needs to be more communication because if, if you're a forward and a kid comes in on loan, you're thinking, is he here to replace me? What does the manager think of me? And here's the other thing, as soon as you see him train and then play, if he's nowhere near you or your standard, you're thinking, is this manager having a laugh? Is this yeah. is this where he sees me? So you've got to be really, really careful when you're bringing in a loan player in terms of the message you give your current squad, your signed players, your contracted mm. players. Now, it's all right if a kid's coming to fill in. It's all right if there's communication between the manager and the player. Listen, I'm bringing this kid in. I've seen you. You maybe need the rest, blah, blah, blah. He's coming in for a month. That's yeah. it. It's cover for you. Uh, Whatever it is, you've got to be really really, really careful, otherwise it can upset the apple well, tree. Ours has been basically on, on injuries, really. That's why ours has come in, and obviously yeah. Peterson was in, and then he, he went back, so we got Kennedy, which, you know, so it's been up and down, really, and we've needed them in to, to strengthen the squad as well. OK, uh, we've got to get off now. It's all in the game, uh, which is next up. John the Shadow, the Shadow in the corner, never John, said anything. Listen, John's got John, to make his uh, debut one week, Steve, because yeah. off air he makes some brilliant points. I don't know Does whether he... he might give it the... Uh, 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 when right. he's on live radio, but listen... He'll be back soon, and the only other thing to say, if if you think you're hard enough to take Sangi on on Twitter, (laughs) he's he's back next week. You might think you're tough, but try and and proposition a fight with him on Twitter. Don't be asking me for a fight anywhere else. Chaps, thank you very much indeed. It's all in the game with Dave Downey and Neil Atkinson, which is up next. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9.